Hi everyone and welcome to the explanation of what 2022 is going to look like in Central Church. So usually at the beginning of the year we'd have a Sunday where um, we just kind of explain what the year's going to look like and talk about the things that we've got planned and the things that we feel like God is leading us into. But with COVID and um, are still coming out of this latest wave, we haven't really had a Sunday where we've all kind of like landed all together in one gathering. And so I thought I'd just do it on video so then you can watch it at any time and just stay informed. And so this first little video is really about what all our gatherings are um, in Central, because if you have um, recently joined Central or you've joined us in the last couple of years, or even if you've been around for a while, you'll have come to realize that we have a particular rhythm as a community um, across a, a month. It's a monthly rhythm. And so we, we have experimented over time with lots of different types of church. And in fact, the willingness to experiment and to um, have a go at things and to be the people of God differently is something that kind of like is part of our culture and um, part of our DNA as a community that we're willing to just explore different ways of being church. And so we have this rhythm across the month and we have all these different kinds of gatherings um, that look different and are different expressions of church. And I think that if you are coming into the community as a new person or you're just sort of sitting around the edges of our community, it can be a little bit overwhelming and a bit daunting because it's not the same thing every week necessarily. And so I hope this video kind of helps make a little bit of sense about what it is um, just to help you out. And so essentially we, we have a monthly rhythm where on the first Sunday of the month, we have a morning service at 9.30 a.m. It's a contemplative service. Um, there is no singing. There is no sermon. It's a space where we do spiritual practice together and we um, try out the different kinds of spiritual practices that are present in our faith tradition or different things. Um, Lectio Divina, the Examine, um, contemplative prayer, silent meditation, um, we use art, uh, we use creativity, we've done journaling, we've done body prayer, um, I'm trying to think of all the different things we've done over time, lots of different things. And the idea is that, you know, our spiritual lives, uh, um, we should have a toolbox that's present to us to do the spiritual life and there should be all kinds of things in our toolbox that we can pull out. Um, and use in order to connect with God. And um, so often many of us who were raised in the Protestant sort of traditions of church were just given sort of one tool, the quiet time. Go and have a quiet time and you'll be right. And many of us have found that we've needed more practices um, in order to sustain a really deep and abiding and thriving spiritual life. And so our morning service is where we, we practice those together. It's a gentle quiet space um, I love it it's really great um, it's not always easy it's not always comfortable certainly if we're trying something new and we enjoy laughing together if it doesn't work or it's okay for there to be awkwardness in that service um, there is kids mine kids church that happens alongside our morning service and um, so that's 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 on the first Sunday of the month it's our morning contemplative service and you're very welcome to check that out some people love it other people don't it doesn't matter it's there and, and you're very welcome to to, to be at that. And then on the first Sunday of the month, 
the second Sunday of the month and the third Sunday of the month, we always have an afternoon service. So that's our 4 p.m. service. It's, it's more what you'd expect from a standard church service if you're familiar with church, singing and sermon. So we worship together. Um, we hear a sermon and um, the kids, there's kids church for the kids. They, the kids often stay in the service with us for the singing and then they go out. Um, we have communion together. It's, it's, our afternoon service is, is often chaotic. There's kids everywhere. We try to incorporate kids into the church. We don't want them to always be separated. We want to be the family of God together. And sometimes that means mess and chaos. Um, but it's great. It's a, it's a really good service. And so we, we, three Sundays of the month, we have an afternoon service. Um, and, and some people love that and are looking for that and come along to that. Um, the third Sunday of the month in the morning, we have Wild Church. So again, Wild Church is it's a, maybe a more contemplative ex expression of church. It's um, 9.30 in the morning. The location changes because what we wanted to do, we've tried to take um, church outside, out, outside of the building and into nature. So many of us feel really connected to God when we're in nature. Um, and so we're trying to practice being the people of God who gather together in nature, who use the rhythms of the seasons and who in, who, who just encounter God. I think that more and more where um, Christianity needs to become not just a set of beliefs, but um, a living and thriving encounter with God that sustains us in our spiritual lives. And so Wild Church was an experiment we started last year um, that aims to try to do that. It, it is it's great. I love it. Um, if you come along, you'll experience a little bit of liturgy, a little bit of silence. Um, you'll have some time to just wander off by yourself, to engage God, to be still and silent, to listen to God. There's content that we give you to reflect on, or you might just um, discover something in nature that really speaks to you. And we come back together and we just share together, have a time where we just kind of like get to like share with one or two other people what we feel like God was saying to us or leading us to um, that morning and then we finish with communion. Um, so if you come to Wild Church you need to bring um, a chair or a picnic rug um, to sit on. Um, you need to bring an empty cup because we always finish with communion and so um, yeah you just need to bring an empty cup which is a great metaphor for the spiritual life that we come to God just recognizing our own emptiness that we need him and that he fills us up and so um, I love that part of Wild Church because everyone comes with their eclectic different cups and it's just an image of how we're all very different, but we're all filled with the same spirit of God. Um, and kids, there is uh, kids, the kids get looked after um, at Wild Church. They even do, we, we try to do a little bit of like Wild Church sort of stuff with the kids as well to be empowering them to connect with God and to experience nature and to be present. But uh, for Wild Church, because it, it's an uncontained space, um, an unbounded space, um, Kids Church in for Wild Church is limited to school age kids, so um, five years and up are really welcome to go off with our Kids Church volunteers during Wild Church to play games and have fun and connect. But if you've got preschool kids or kids under school age, they need to stay with you. So. They're so welcome. If you've got little kids, you're so welcome at Wild Church. Um, bring them along, bring snacks, bring bring crayons, bring colouring in, bring activities and just let them sit sit with you. It doesn't matter if they make a bit of noise. Um, nature makes it heaps of noise. On Sunday at Wild Church, the cockatoos were going crazy. So any small child would have been 
like a monk compared to the cockatoos and the noise that they were making. So please don't feel like if you've got little kids, you can't come to Wild Church. You're so welcome. But you do just need to look after them because it's, it's just too, too much for our kids' church volunteers to have um, little kids who might run um, in an uncontained space. So that's Wild Church. Um, it's, it's a really good one. And then on the fourth Sunday of the month, we have house churches. So again, that was an experiment that we started a couple of years ago. There was some of us in church who were just really longing to experiment and experience church um, in a smaller space around the table, in homes, to be more, um, you know, I, I guess uh, to, just to be more vulnerable with people, to journey together, to get to know people better. And to just experience church in a different way. Um, and so we, we experiment, experimented with house churches and they've become a part of our rhythm. So on the fourth Sunday of the month, we've got house churches scattered across all Wollongong. Some are in the morning and some are in the afternoon. So there's different ones. And every, every house church has a bit of a different vibe based on, you know, the people that are there and um, the diversity in, in each of the groups. Um, and they're just a space to belong. We don't do a lot of small groups in our church. So in a way, house churches kind of fill that gap of a small group, but they, they, um, they're, not they're not a Bible study. They're not designed to be a Bible study. Um, they're designed to be more a place of relational connection, of growth together, praying for one another, um, just encountering um, the, the, the Bible together. So, um, so they're house churches on the fourth Sunday of the month. And there's no, so there's no service in our building. If you show up on the fourth Sunday of the month to the building, you will be by yourself because we're all scattered over the place in house churches. And if you can join a house church at any time. You don't need to start the beginning of the year. They are open and you are always welcome to join one. Um, and then whenever there's a fifth Sunday of the month, because that just screws up our, our four weekly rhythm, um, we have a feast. And this is one of my favorite things. And so we just gather together. Um, Sophie does like grazing platters and we have sweet food and we just, we just, we just sit around, stand around and, and talk and catch up. And to me, that feels like Central's like big family reunion because through any given Sunday of the month, we're all, we're all scattered. Like we're in, we're in different forms of church. Some of us are in the morning, some of us in the afternoon and house churches are scattered. But like that fifth Sunday of the month is like, yep, we're all it's like family reunion. And so we, we gather together, we eat and um, we tell stories. We, t we talk about the things that are going on in, in lives. We just highlight different people and we introduce different people to our community. Sometimes we farewell people from our community and it's just this like, just this lovely space. And so um, usually there are four months of the year that have a fifth Sunday and this year they were January. So January just gone, we did a big picnic. Um, and then the next ones are May, July and October. So when there's a fifth Sunday on those months, we'll be feasting together at the church. And so that's our like little rhythm as a community. And what we want to really encourage people to do, anyone who belongs to Central, we want to encourage you to, to craft a rhythm of belonging inside the rhythm of um, gatherings that we have as a church. And so you might... Um, just really love worship and sermons. And so you might just go, you know what, I just only want to go to the afternoon service. And so you go as often as you can in the afternoon and maybe you're in a house church. And so that's your rhythm. And you connect with the other people who are in the afternoon service and you build community there and in your house church. And so that's your rhythm. Other people just are really wanting to dive more into the contemplative style services. And so they come you know, Sunday morning to the first Sunday of the month and to Wild Church. And then maybe they pop into the afternoon 
um, when they can and they're in a house church. And so they're crafting a rhythm in our contemplative services. You know, I think COVID has really messed up all of our regular rhythms and we're out of the habit of going um, regularly to church. And sometimes at different stages of life, we find it really hard to get to church on a regular basis. Um, and that's okay. Like at Central, we want to be a space where you're so welcome to belong and that you're connected, not just because you show up, but you're connected because you're in relationship and you're, you're, you're journeying with um, the community. And we recognise that showing up can sometimes be hard. Um, certainly if you're a shift worker or if you've got, you know, all kinds of things going on in life, it can be hard to show up regularly. We still think that, you know, to be showing up regularly is the best way to belong and you'll feel more connected if you do. But we want to encourage you to craft a rhythm. Find your feet in Central. Like, even if it's just committing to going to morning church and wild church, do that. Do that faithfully. Um, get to know other people who are in a similar rhythm to you and build um, connection and community um, within our existing rhythm. So I know it can be a little bit strange and inaccessible if you're kind of new to Central. It's like, oh my goodness, what's on this week? But we tend to keep, put regular emails out, monthly newsletters. Um, there's, we're always posting on social media what's happening that week. And if you're ever confused, you can just contact someone. But our hope is that we, you know, hopefully we won't have another massive COVID interruption in 2022. And we'll, we'll all be able to find ourselves a little bit more grounded in the rhythm that we've created at Central. And so um that's that's how we're gathering together um if you have any questions or you just don't know what's going on or you need more info about any of those services do come and chat to me because um we really want to help you belong and we want to if you if you want to belong with us at central we want to make that um, as smooth and wonderful as possible but we do acknowledge that it's a little bit more tricky than just showing up at a standard service every week so let me um, just talk to you for a few minutes about what we're planning to do with our sermons um, this year, 2022 at Central. So actually, even though only our um, afternoon service has sermons, our, our contemplative and our wild church and our house churches, that's not sermon based. Um, we really see um, how we craft out what we're teaching and preaching on at Central as an intentional way for us to grow together as a community. And we usually put all of our sermons up on a podcast. So even if you're not present at the afternoon service, but you still want to be learning and growing together through a sermon with our church community, you're just really welcome to listen at home and catch up on the weekly sermon that has been shared that week. And so yeah, so our afternoon service is where we primarily um, do our preaching and yeah, our, our real heart is that we use our preaching to grow together as a community. And so maybe you, you might, Central might be the only church you've been to. It might be the first church you've gone to. Maybe you've been to lots of other churches in your life. And so you're, most, most Christians have heard way more sermons um, than they ever need to hear. <laughs> and if only we could put into practice a tiny percentage of what we've heard, we'd be wonderful followers of Jesus but um yeah, we don't always do that and we understand that that's just that's just part of being human and I think we also understand at Central that the ser a sermon isn't always the best form of learning I think that's why we've lent into some more contemplative or experiential or encounter-based styles of gathering because we just recognize that not 
not the sermon is designed for some people and it works well as a content delivery mechanism but it's not it's not everything um but it is a helpful tool i think for for reminding for inspiring for um just really encouraging us in our growth and so we do see sermons as important um and i think just a note about preaching um i at Central, our view of preaching, like we see the sermon as it's not a space where we want to tell you what to believe. Um, the sermon isn't designed in Central to just tell you this is what we believe and this is what you should believe. Um, we want to help you think. We want to challenge you to think. We want to um we want to grow together like the people who do the preaching at central like my myself and oren and others that preach we're just learning as well and i sometimes think oh man if i went back and listened to the sermons i was preaching 10 15 years ago i'd probably be horrified and i'd probably want to retract and say like oh now i think so differently about it and so we just acknowledge that sermons it's it's a it is like the person who is preaching should be respected for the fact that they have researched and digested and are pouring out of themselves um, what they feel like God is saying to them and to us as a community. But it's not this, this is what we believe and this is what we'll forever believe because together as people and as a community, um, we're still growing. So our sermon space hopefully sparks our imagination. Sometimes we we do small group stuff and we hear the wisdom of the crowd and we and there's space for feedback because we don't want sermons to just be a one-way version of communication but to to even be a dialogue of us as a community growing together and so last year uh we started before you know the latest wave of COVID to take one passage of scripture a month and then across the three weeks of our afternoon service we would preach that passage but looking at it through a different perspective or like a different lens like if you could imagine that there's all different ways to read scripture um, we all read scripture with a particular lens and so the way that you read scripture is kind of like the glasses that you wear as you read and so for most of us at central that is a white middle class um privileged Australian um, perspective and so when we read scripture we read it with our experience loaded into how we read and that's fine actually that's what it means to be human to be to kind of like be absorbed in a cultural context is what it means to be human but it but I think what I'm wanting to do um, this year as we pick up this um, same thing that we're going to take one passage of scripture and read it through different lenses is just this exercise in acknowledging that just because this is the way I read the Bible doesn't make it the right way to read. Um, that maybe if I gave this same passage of scripture to a poor South American woman, she might read different things in the same passage than what I would read. Or if I you know, was sitting at the feet of one of the early church fathers as they were wrestling with scripture, that they might say things about the text that have never entered my imagination. And so we're wanting to be curious, to be humble, to seek wisdom, to stretch and to grow together. 
by encountering the Bible through other perspectives. And so we started this last year and I was really enjoying it. Um, and so two examples of how we did this last year, we looked at the story of Zacchaeus, um, one of the months last year, and we, the three different perspectives we read the story of Zacchaeus through were, uh, we did a Middle Eastern reading, so like the cultural context of the day. Um, we did um, a spirit, reading the story of Zacchaeus through a spirituality of descent, um, but coming out of some of the teachings of Meister Eckhart. And we did a um, reading of Zacchaeus using the 12-step recovery model as a way of seeing um, this story. And each of those perspectives were wonderful, unique, different, and had something to offer us that stretched our you know, own readings of, of that story. Um, one of the other things we did was the story of when Jesus calms the storm. And we did a political reading of that passage we did a mental health reading of that passage and we did a reading of that passage looking through the lens of apophatic spirituality. And so again, each of those perspectives had something to offer. Same text of scripture, um, new ways of seeing. And so we're going to pick that up and do that again this year. I'm looking each month at a different um, passage of scripture. The house churches are going to be the space where you first encounter the passage that we'll be looking at through the next month. So um, you as a house church will read and engage a bit with the passage and then across the next three Sunday afternoons we'll preach that passage through a different perspective. And so I'm just really hoping this stretches us as a community that it, it makes us realise that there's so much more to the Bible than what we think. And um, I love what Walter Brueggemann, who's an Old Testament um, theologian, he says, there is no final reading of the text we will always read it again and it will always take us someplace new. And I think that's what we're aiming to do with this way of, of, of doing this with our sermons is that we want to be taken somewhere new and somewhere different every time we encounter the text. We want to stretch ourselves. And I want to acknowledge that there's going to be times this year where we might read passages of scripture through lenses that are quite confronting to us as people, um, that are quite different to how we've ever heard um, scripture before. And um, you don't have to agree with every perspective that we share. In fact, that's not actually the aim that you would agree with everything. The aim is that you would be stretched um, to be able to hold difference well, to listen deeply well, to respect a perspective that's not your own, to understand that the way that, that we read scripture is simply the way that we read scripture. It doesn't necessarily make it the right way to read scripture, but across across the world and across the ages, there's a diversity that brings a richness to our spiritual life. And I, I love what Chris Green says. So let me finish this little video with this little quote. Um, Chris Green is a theologian and he says, if we hope to read the scriptures faithfully or to talk about them truthfully, then we need to learn from the very people we have abused and neglected, trusting that God has spoken to them what we were too rebellious to hear. And I think, you know, in this, in this day and age where increasingly it feels like in society people are unable to hold different perspectives to other people without 
demonizing them, rejecting them or othering them so badly so that we have these polar camps of opinion. I think to be the people of God means that we grow together in being able to hold difference, to be able to love one another well, to be able to listen to people who are different than ourselves, to recognize that there are voices within the Christian tradition that we have silenced that we have neglected and that maybe we have even abused and to hear them read scripture and hear them explain how they see the words of God on in the Bible would be to confront us and crack us open to new ways of being God's people together. So that's our aim with our sermons. Um, I really enjoy doing this and we do as, as best we possible to get lots of different voices in the mix and to stretch ourselves but I'm really looking forward to doing that with you this year and I know that some of it might make us uncomfortable but I think that's good for us and so I'm hoping that we really grow together this year as we listen to God's word spoken in a multitude of voices. Okay I just want to talk to you for a minute about money and giving and central church. Um, I am actually very terrible at talking about giving and this is a problem and many people would say it's great weakness of my leadership and it's and I probably should just get over it and people would tell me that and they would probably be right and so you are very welcome to join their voices in telling me that I should just get over it. Um, I think, I think, anyway, we all, it's, a, I don't hate talking about money because I don't believe it's important. I, I absolutely believe that the way we spend our money as followers of Jesus is a reflection of our um, worship um, and what we worship. And I do actually think it's really important. I think I've just spent enough time in different churches and visiting different churches where the discussion of money has become such a big thing and it takes up its own space in the church and, you know, that people's status in the church is connected to how much they give. And I just think that there's been a really dysfunctional relationship with, with the church and money. And I think I'm just hung over from it. And so... My default is to not talk about it well, um, but that's not really an answer either. So I apologize for everyone who thinks I should be doing this better or more often. Um, but yeah, it is important. And actually, you know, to be completely upfront, like the people who belong to Central and, and give faithfully um, to our church, that's actually how we survive. Like as a as a community, and you would know this, as a church, we don't exist. We only exist by the generosity of the members, um, those of us who give. And so to survive as a community and to thrive, we do actually need people to faithfully give um, into our community. It, it pays our rent, it pays our bills, it pays the wages of the staff at the church, it resources the ministry, it empowers us as a church to give beyond ourselves into mission. And so we do actually really need your generosity towards us as a community but we also um, really believe that that your own personal approach to your money to your earning and your income and your expenditure is something that you have to wrestle with in terms of what it looks like to follow Jesus um, you know we will I believe as people of God we're absolutely called to be generous that we 
should own money, money should not own us. And and in our world, as as to walk creator's good road, to follow Jesus, really means to resist the influences of capitalism and materialism and consumerism and to actually find a new way of being a people that isn't dictated by you know, the car we drive, the size of house that we live in, the next holiday we're taking, how much super we've got saved up. Like, we really should model a different way of living. One that is just really comfortable in seeing the, the world as abundance, not scarcity. That one that just trusts in the, in the provision of God for all of our needs rather than needing to squirrel away money in different ways to you know to keep to, to like i don't know as in as in as insurance not that i'm not against it so this is where i'm like i get crazy start talking about something and then you get tied up in like having to explain that you're not anti-insurance and you're not anti-saving and you're not anti-wisdom with finances um so anyway just know that i'm all for that i'm all for with being absolutely wise with finances i'm and i'm all for being absolutely generous with what you've got and as, as I read through the pages of scripture and, you know, we read about the Old Testament idea of tithing, giving 10% of your money away as first fruits to honor that it was never yours in the first place, that all, everything comes from God and, and will return back to God to live as people, you know, who, who have just a flow through them, a flow of resources through them a flow of money through them a flow of energy through them that we don't hoard those things for ourselves but we're willing and open to pass them on that scripture does give us a model that this is the way for god's people to live and i just really see that you know in scripture it encourages god's people to be giving to the poor um, to be giving to those who who are in need who have nothing who have needs and it also encourages God's people to give in such a way that empowers the ongoing worship and ministry of the people of God. I think that in the Old Testament where we see that the tithes are given to the priests for the priests to distribute to the poor and then to, to maintain that priestly operation of the ministry of the temple, that, that's a good model for us as people that we should be giving generously out of our income, 10%, seems to be a biblical guide, but that that 10% should be distributed by what um, you feel convicted in your heart. It, it should go towards the poor and it can go towards Central Church and our ongoing ministry. And we want the people who belong to Central Church to make wise and discerning decisions about what they do with their finances. We want you to choose. We want you to be empowered to give in ways that spark you know, your heart for the way that you want to give. And so we need your money as an organization to function and to run. And if you want to give into Central Church, I will really gratefully receive that. And it, and it will go towards all the things that we need to do to be faithful and um, generous and abundant as an organization. It will help us grow. It will help us stretch. It will help us employ more people. It will help our ministry have all that it needs to to. To, to thrive and to, to flourish as a community. And it will help us to keep giving beyond ourselves to places that we see needs. But you're also welcome to give to missions that you feel passionate about, to give to support other people, to give to the poor, to give to other organisations that, that need money as well. And so we want to encourage you to give. If you don't, if, you, if all your income just goes to you, 
Um, let me challenge you to be a follower of Jesus means to be someone that is willing to give it away. Um, and as followers of Jesus, it should be easy for us to be generous. In fact, we know that money doesn't rule us when it's easy for us to give stuff away, um, to give money to away, to bless, to be generous, to give. And so, you know, but, but ultimately it's, a, it's an issue for you to wrestle with in your discipleship with Jesus. So if you would... If you are already giving into Central Church, huge thank you for doing that. Your faithfulness is just amazing. It helps us do what we feel led to do by God as a community. And if you aren't yet giving into Central Church, our bank details are on the website. There's usually a card at the back of church that you could find them. We would love to have your money. But we also want to challenge you to be intentional, to be wise and to be discerning about your generosity, to give beyond yourself, to give so that, you know, it models that you're a follower of Jesus, but to give it to places where your heart lies. And we hope your heart lies with us a little bit, but we also want to empower you that your heart can lie with other places, with other missions, with other spaces of need. So give us all your money or not, but, you know, yeah, that's it. I'll call it quits on my little money chat and you can laugh at my awkwardness. Okay, this is the bit where I'm thinking, okay, what else do I need to say about 2022? And um, we have a youth group and that, that for this term, for term one is running fortnightly just as we exit out of this latest wave of COVID. But that's a, it's a great um, space. Becky um, runs our youth group. The kids have a great time. They dive into um, learning about God and have fun together. So we have a youth group. Um, we have um, women's and men's groups that run monthly. And I know that's very gender specific, but it just is what it is at the moment. So once a month, the, all the, the women in the church get together um, out at Kylie's house and we just gather. We do different things every month, but just as a space for learning, for growth, for going deeper, for stretching um, together, building relationships and, and getting to know one another. And the men are going to be meeting monthly too. Um, think the women are meeting on the second Tuesday of the month and the men on the third Tuesday of the month. So there's a there's a rough rhythm, but there'll be info that comes out about that. And that they're just open. If you, you don't have to go every month, you can just pop in, you can go if you're free, you can go if you, you want to, but they're just space another again, just more spaces for us to gather um, and for us to grow together as a community. Um, Every now and then we do pop-up things that just kind of like empower our growth together. Um, they look, that, that looks like all different kinds of things. We are so overdue to have a church camp and um, I, I think we would have been due to have one in like November of 2020. But COVID has just really mis messed that up. So if, you, if, you, if, you're in, if you're new to Central, actually, in the last couple of years, you wouldn't even realize that we do church camps. But roughly every 18 months, we do a weekend away together somewhere, usually just at a campsite. So people can either camp or bring a caravan or a camper trailer or stay in a cabin. And we're really, obviously, it'd be great. We'd really love to do one this year, but we're just waiting to see um, <laughs> what, what happens. I think we've all learned to, like, hold our plans fairly loosely um, but hopefully you know we'll have a well if all goes well we might schedule one for um, the end of this year um, and I think that's all the things that I can think of that I think you really need to know about what's happening this year 
Um, the other thing is, you know, if you're new to Central and you have questions about what's what, who's who, or why why something like this, please just come and ask me. I, we, we're really open about things at Central. We really value transparency. We value being vulnerable together, um, growing together. So if you have a question about who's on the board or what, how do you guys do administration or um, I don't know, or you see, I don't know, just let me know. Just, um, just ask me and if I can give you the answer, I'll give you the answer. And also probably just room to say there's, there is, um, we, for mission, mission at Central, we really encourage people to get involved outside of our community in things that they're passionate about. We don't do a lot of um, mission activity together as a community. Um, we want to be outward focused in the ways that we give ourselves and our time away. And so we encourage people at Central to volunteer somewhere. So, you know, to actually be embedded and involved in their own community, wherever and however that is. So if you're, if you're a mum and you've got kids at school, why not join the PNC and just get involved there and, and just, you know, help, help that kind of stuff out, get involved. There's so many places to volunteer. We've got people helping soup kitchens. We've got people who work with refugees. So like our, our encouragement to you is get involved in something that you're passionate about. If you don't know what you're passionate about, but you just feel like, I just really wanna do something with my life that's meaningful beyond my job and my home, then talk to us and we'll help you figure out what that might be. We do need um, people to help out at Central. And so there's plenty of places that we need people to volunteer um, that, to help us run the things that we do. Kids Church is a, ma is a, is a massive one. We have so many kids who, um, you know, and that's just a beautiful space for, pe for kids to learn about God. Like time and time again, when you hear people's testimonies, you'll often hear people speak about the impact that their Sunday school had um, on their faith journey and so at central we really believe in 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 investing in the next generation in passing the faith on to our kids and then on to our grandkids so that they are that they grow to love the lord and we just need more helpers in the kids church if you're musical and would like to we join our worship and and help our worship thrive come and see me and i can point you in the right direction if you love gardening or you're a handy person, there is always something broken and weedy around the church that you can definitely help us out with. Um, if you love what, I don't know, whatever it is, if you see a need at Central and you think I can help out, we would love your help. Um, we don't want to pull everyone's time into our community because so many of us have been in church where church took up all of our time and we had no time left for like, life outside the church community so we try to keep church fairly simple and stripped back it's like we used to have this saying many many years ago that we want to lower the bar of church and raise the bar of discipleship so we want to keep church as simple as possible so it doesn't suck all this resource just to run in and of itself and we want to put lots of energy and effort into being disciples and followers of jesus but we still need people to help out so if you if you, if you can and you see a need, come and see me. We'd love you to be on the kids roster, even if you don't want to be. We probably need you to be on the kids church roster. If you want to work with our youth and join the youth group team, that would be wonderful. There's just lots of spaces where there's things that you could do to help us out. Um, and I don't really know if there's anything else. 
I can't think of anything else. And so I am going to sign off on these little videos and um, say goodbye and to say I hope that you, <laughs> if you've listened to all of them, you get a gold star. You get a gold star for, for sitting through all of this. Um, but anyway, I, I am really glad to be a part of Central Church. Um, I really think we're a wonderful community, that we're growing together and that God has got good plans for each one of us, but also for us as a community, that, that he has planted us in the Illawarra, in Port Kembla for, a, for this time and for those people that desperately need a, a community shaped like ours. And so we want to keep growing into all that God is um, dreaming for us and we want to follow him and we want to look a whole lot more like Jesus as we do. So that's our, that's it. Signing off from me, um, I will hopefully catch you around one Sunday. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out more about Central, visit us at centralchurch.org.au. Music by Chris D'Souza, a beloved member of Central. Thank <laughs> you.